Chapter Seven of *The Enemies of Books* by William Blades. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: Other Vermin. Besides the worm, I do not think there is any insect enemy of books worth description. The domestic black beetle or cockroach is far too modern an introduction to our country to have done much harm though he will sometimes nibble the binding of books, especially if they rest upon the floor. Not so fortunate, however, are our American cousins, for in the library journal of September 1879, Mr. Weston Flint gives an account of a dreadful little pest which commits great havoc upon the cloth bindings of the New York libraries. It is a small black beetle or cockroach called by scientists Blatta germanica and by others the croton bug. Unlike our household pest, whose home is the kitchen and whose bashfulness loves secrecy and the dark hours, this misgrown flat species, of which it would take two to make a medium-sized English specimen, has gained in impudence what it has lost in size fearing neither light nor noise neither man nor beast in the old english bible of fifteen fifty one we read in psalm ninety one verse five thou shalt not need to be afraid for any bugs by night this verse falls unheeded on the ear of the western librarian who fears his bugs both night and day for they crawl over everything in broad sunlight infesting and infecting each corner and cranny of the bookshelves they choose as their home there is a remedy in the powder known as insecticide which however is very disagreeable upon books and shelves it is nevertheless very fatal to these pests and affords some consolation in the fact that so soon as a bug shows any signs of illness he is devoured at once by his voracious brethren with the same relish as if he were made of fresh paste. There is, too, a small silvery insect, Lepisma, which I have often seen in the backs of neglected books, but his ravages are not of much importance. Nor can we reckon the codfish as very dangerous to literature, unless, indeed, he be of the Roman obedience, like that wonderful ichthyobibliophage, pardon me, Professor Owen, who in the year 1626 swallowed three puritanical treatises of John Frith, the Protestant martyr. No wonder after such a meal he was soon caught, and became famous in the annals of literature. The following is the title of a little book issued upon the occasion, Vox Pisces, or The Book Fish, containing three treatises which were found in the belly of a codfish in Cambridge Market, on Midsummer Eve, A.D. 1626. Lowndes says, see under Tracy, great was the consternation at Cambridge upon the publication of this work. Rats and mice, however, are occasionally very destructive, as the following anecdote will show. Two centuries ago, the library of the dean and chapter of Westminster was kept in the chapter house, and repairs having become necessary in that building, a scaffolding was erected inside, the books being left on their shelves. One of the holes made in the wall for a scaffold pole was selected by a pair of rats for their family residence. Here they formed a nest for their young ones by descending to the library shelves and biting away the leaves of various books. Snug and comfortable was their little household, 
until one day the builder's men having finished, the poles were removed, and, alas for the rats, the hole was closed up with bricks and cement. Buried alive, the father and mother, with five or six of their offspring, met with a speedy death, and not until a few years ago, when a restoration of the chapter-house was effected, was this rat-grave opened again for a scaffold-pole, and all their skeletons and their nest discovered. Their bones and the paper fragments of their nest may now be seen in a glass case in the chapter-house, some of the fragments being attributed to books from the press of Caxton. This is not the case, although there are pieces of very early black-letter books, not now to be found in the Abbey Library, including little bits of the famous Queen Elizabeth's Prayer Book with woodcuts, 1568. A friend sends me the following incident. A few years since, some rats made nests in the trees surrounding my house. From thence they jumped on to some flat roofing, and so made their way down a chimney into a room where I kept books. A number of these, with parchment backs, they entirely destroyed, as well as some half-dozen books whole-bound in parchment. Another friend informs me that in the Natural History Museum of the Devon and Exeter Institution there is a specimen of another little pest which has a great affection for bindings in calf and roan. Its scientific name is Niptus hololucus. He adds, Are you aware that there was a terrible creature allied to these, rejoicing in the name of Tomicus typographus, which committed sad ravages in Germany in the seventeenth century, and in the old liturgies of that country is formally mentioned under its vulgar name the Turk? See Kirby and Spence, 7th edition, 1858, page 123. This is curious, and I did not know it although I did know well that Typographus Tomicus, or the cutting printer, is a sad enemy of good books. Upon this part of our subject, however, I am debarred entering. The following is from W. J. Westbrook, Doctor of Music, Cambridge, and represents ravages with which I am personally unacquainted. Dear Blades, I send you an example of the enemy-mosity of an ordinary housefly, it hid behind the paper, emitted some caustic fluid, and then departed this life. I have often caught them in such holes. December thirtieth, 1883. The damage is an oblong hole surrounded by a white fluffy glaze, fungoid, difficult to represent in a woodcut. The size here given is exact. End of chapter 7. Recording by Maria Casper.